0: Welcome to the Occasional Adult Podcast, where we have candid conversations about all the challenges we face as we attempt adulthood and how we're only good at being adults occasionally. I'm your host, Tony,
1: And I'm your host, Jamae, And being young-ish adults ourselves, we'll share experiences that you'll probably relate to and hopefully learn from. Thanks for tuning in. Now, let's get into this episode.
0: All right, guys, so if you've been keeping up with this podcast Then you know the theme of this season is the shit that they should have told you And Mm -hmm. if you are new to this podcast, if you're new to the Occasional Adult Podcast Then go back and watch the first episode Because in that episode we give you a list of all the shit they should have told you So in this Mm -hmm. season we're going through that whole list and give you a lot more details So the focus for today is letting go that was like number number four. Yeah, Five. number four on that list. Six?
1: Five? No, four. It's four. It's four. I'm lying. I can't count. This is why I wasn't an engineer.
0: <laughs> Child, I don't know. We halfway through the season. That's all I know. Uh, <laughs> so letting go. It's important to let go of anything that does not serve you. So that means resentment, grudges, anger, hurt, any sort of negative feelings towards a person, or a situation, Mm -hmm. if it's not serving you, it's time to go ahead and let that go. And it's important to let these things go because it allows you to accept change and actually make space in your life for new things to happen, new, good, positive things to happen. And also, when you hold on to whatever feelings of resentment or negativity that happened in the past, the only person that's suffering is you. Mm. Yes. Whatever person or whatever situation that you are mad at, that you're harping on, they're not suffering. There's like a 95% chance that they ain't even think about you.
1: Mm. You are not the main character in their story. You,
0: oh, <laughs> you are not the main character. In, that's a word right there. <laughs> we already got the cheat code.
1: Right. Dang. I wish I would have <laughs> put that one as it. It's okay.
0: Stop thinking that you are the main character in somebody else's story.
1: Okay. Mm, mm. Because what you deserve, and we'll get into this, I guess, but what you deserve or what you feel like you deserve, you're not necessarily entitled to. And even when you are entitled to it, doesn't mean they're going to give it to you. So you got to learn how to let go and let God.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So today we'll talk about... um, how to let go, why we hold on to things, like all that stuff. We're going to get into all of it. But I do want to start with why we hold on to these things in the first place. Like what's going through our mind that makes us feel the need to just to just be stuck.
1: Mm-hmm. I I have to get this out of the way cuz this is just going to be sitting on my spirit <laughs> if I don't <clears throat> Let it go. Let it go. Oh my Don't care <laughs> anymore. That is the theme. Okay. So moving right along with that. <laughs> <laughs> the reason the the way that you guys can let things go is kind of understanding why you hold on to them in the first place, like Tony said. So that's why we wanted to pull this to the top and make sure that we covered it. The thing that I struggle with most and probably the reason that most people have trouble letting things go is unmet expectations and their impact Mm. on trust. So basically, this can be applied to situations, uh, friendships, whatever the case may be. But basically, you had an idea or an expectation, a standard that a person should have been operating at, a thing should have been operating at, a situation should have been moving in, and it didn't work out. It's They went the complete opposite direction. Something happened that deviated from what the plan was. And that's a key word right there. If you are a planner like me, when you plan things out perfectly and somebody blows it up, <laughs> is very difficult <laughs> to adapt and move forward. So that's one of the reasons why we hold on to those things. Uh, and it impacts the level of trust that you have for people's competency in the future <laughs> and how they should um, interact with you. I'm trying to be nice.
0: <laughs> oh, you are talking about my life. I don't like it. <laughs> so, like, if you if you remember in the last episode at the end, um, I talked a little bit about love languages and mm. um, how my top love language used to be words of affirmation. So I always believed people's words over their actions. Mm. Yeah,
1: <laughs> I'm. I'm <mm-mm. laughs>
0: Yeah. So, like, I would set an expectation based off of the things that they would tell me and, like, the conversations we would have, you know, like, the love that they would express or, like, the type of friend that they expressed that they wanted to be and just completely ignore the actions that went against that. Yeah. So, like, I'm just sitting here for some reason acting surprised that they didn't meet my expectations when... They've been showing me this whole time throughout our whole friendship, relationship, whatever, that this is the type of person that they are. Mm. They may have said that, yes, they can meet this expectation or they want to meet this expectation. But they knew and I knew, you know, deep, deep, deep down that they weren't going to meet this expectation.
1: (laughs) It's like when they what is that saying? Um, When somebody shows you who they are, tells you who they are, believe them. Yes Yeah. Yes. I, I get what you're saying Because I feel like there's a balance If you're my friend This is one thing That you know I'm going to hold you accountable on And I don't know what it is And it probably ties back into trust I'm working through that in my therapy sessions But <laughs> It could be me being from New Jersey And that whole word is bond culture But for me All you have in this world is your name and your word, and they Mm -hmm. are synonymous, so if you go out, and you're telling people that you are X kind of person, this is your character, and da 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 great, that's what I'm, that's the standard I'm gonna hold you to, that's the expectation that you set for our relationship, for how we interact, how you're gonna move, great, now I recognize that people grow, and change, and evolve, wonderful, So if I start seeing things that deviate from what you told me that you were or are or what you want to accomplish, I'm going to bring that to your attention. I'm going to be like, hey, friends, remember this conversation? You said you, these are all your principles, but I noticed that you're starting to do X, Y, Z, and Z that don't align with this. Is that intentional? Because if not, Mm -hmm. we need to have a conversation. My job is done because I brought it to your attention. Let me know how else I can support you. If you continue to move in that way, then that's when I start to distrust you at your word because you're not, I don't, I don't know. And, And I think timing goes along with it as well because some people are truly trying to change and work on themselves and meet the expectation that they discuss with you or whatever, but... I guess my toxic trait is if you don't do it within my time, like you suck. (laughs) I'm working on it.
0: (laughs) Not you suck, but I mean, that's, that's, that's valid. That's valid.
1: (laughs) And maybe that's a boundary. Maybe that can be like a whole nother conversation, but going back to smart goals, I forgot which episode we talked about that in not only setting an expectation, but a setting an expectation of when it will be met. Potentially it could be a solution.
0: Yeah, that that is important. Because you don't want to give people the opportunity to take advantage of you by just allowing, I don't know, I guess whatever timeline. So it could take years and years and years for them to meet the expectation and like they could just never do it. Yeah. And you sitting here wondering like, okay, so why are you still acting like this? Why are you still being this way? It's because you didn't you didn't really clearly enforce your boundary Mm, boundaries are your personal (laughs) responsibility
1: i don't like the the direction of this conversation (laughs) (laughs) because it just like really hit on something that i've been dealing with and at a certain point, you have to accept your responsibility of enablement. I'm good at. I just laid it out for you. I can hold people accountable and set a standard for where they need to be, or work with them with that and setting that boundary. But enforcing it—that's a different conversation.
0: <laughs> okay. Well, we're gonna we're definitely gonna get into that a little bit more. So mm-hmm. let's let's talk about what else um, or other reasons that we hold on to things. Okay. So oh. for for me, <laughs> oh I hate that I'm like this, but I hold on to things. Um, well, I guess especially holding on to resentment against other people because I feel this need for others to have self-awareness and to acknowledge how they've hurt me mm. and wronged me and stuff like that. Mm. So in a in a way, I guess it falls under like the closure. Category like having that desire for closure for some people, but just like somebody admitting that they were wrong, and you're not mm-hmm. always going to get that. And when I don't get mm-hmm. that, I get mad. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And me, mm-hmm. I, I'm, I am liable to cut somebody off. Cut somebody off. <laughs> yes, you're you cussing know, them out and and
1: cutting. <laughs> cutting them off at the same time you just put them together
0: <laughs> i i meant cut them off yeah it's, it's uh, blocking people is my favorite <laughs>
1: pastime. so oh my gosh i can't get that way but i understand where you're coming from because you said the buzzword or the word of the episode which is closure Closure is a dangerous thing because a lot of people think that closure is something that comes from the other person or it's something that you have to get or only can get from the other person or the situation, but you define what closure is. So it's, if you move past the expectation, again, expectation, but the expectation that that person should do something and you just... Get to the point where you define okay, I recognize that this person is probably not going to do X, Y, Z, and Z, and Z because they're they suck going back to that, <laughs> right? So, how can I move past this situation without getting an acknowledgement from them and recognizing that they'll probably never do that,
0: right? Right, because you're not the main
1: character in somebody's story.
0: You can't force another person to to admit that they're wrong if they one don't have the awareness or two if they don't even care enough to mm. do so. So, what does holding on to that do for you? Oof. It does nothing. It's hard. Oh my gosh! But make you bitter. It just makes you bitter. <sighs> and like I said earlier, they ain't thinking about you.
1: Oh, that's a Rihanna lyric, but, (laughs) um, oh no, I'm lying to you, it's a Beyonce one. Anyway, there's been scenarios where I've had to deal with that, and I know that we're talking from a point of, oh, it's it's easy or it sounds easy, but it's definitely not, because I want to say that I used to be like that, I probably still carry those tendencies, But I used to need closure from a situation from the other person in that level of acknowledgement, because it's like, I needed to be right. I needed Mm -hmm. them to come to me and say, you are right. I effed up. I hurt you. And I, even though it was not my intent, oh God, here we go. Even though it was not my intent, I recognize the impact that it had on you and how it, probably drastically changed your life and you're sitting in a corner just here and i'm over here living my best life not giving an f about you and you're over here trying not to kill yourself yeah so (laughs) that's dark gosh i am referring to some trauma that i had to deal with um a lot of he say she say sexual assault is real you all and um It can get really muddy when alcohol is involved Um, and the debate between impact versus intent can get interesting. (laughs) So that's why, or where I learned that some people can't accept what they did because that to them would make them a bad person. Instead Mm -hmm. of owning up to the fact that you hurt someone and even though it wasn't your goal, it's what happened Um, and doing what you can to rectify the situation, to move forward. Some people are not in that, like not there in their journey or their maturity to take on that responsibility. So what are you going to (laughs) do in the meantime, you know?
0: Yeah, they just... They can't handle well. Sometimes they can't handle the guilt that goes along with taking responsibility for what they've done. And like you said, like acknowledging that makes it seem as though they're acknowledging that they're somehow a bad person.
1: Yeah. Like just because you did something messed up, don't mean you're a bad person. You just are a human being. (laughs) Own your shit. Move past it. Yeah. I think
0: I do. I think most people are not. Bad people. I think a lot of people just do bad things or mainly dumb shit.
1: (laughs) Like, n words ain't shit. We say that all the time. It's like, well, some n words ain't shit, but most of them are just ones with ancient tendencies. (laughs) (laughs) You just gotta find the people in your circle that have ancient tendencies and are not ancient at the core
0: yeah um but no if you're out here committing sexual assault then no you're just a bad person that's my belief but but anyway let's let's talk about this impact versus intense point that you made because that that's another one for me that gets me hot it has me (laughs) holding on to stuff like if somebody When somebody does not want to acknowledge the impact or they just ignore the impact of something that they did because they didn't mean to do it. Oh, I didn't mean to be trash, even though my actions clearly hurt you and I clearly caused you harm. I didn't mean to do it. So you just shouldn't be mad and just chill out. Like, no, (laughs) That's not how this works. You still did something messed up. Your actions still caused me harm or somebody harm. Your actions were that of a dickhead. Just because you did not mean to di- be a dickhead doesn't mean that you weren't still a dickhead. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: I think a level of empathy comes in there as well because you, whoever says that, is only thinking of the situation from their side and they're not practicing empathy. They, I think they're practicing sympathy. Excuse me if I'm like messing up the definitions, but true empathy is not putting yourself in somebody else's shoes. It's you putting like then you being in there, like stepping into their shoes. If that makes sense. It's like a slightly different nuance. So if you're stepping in their shoes, you're putting your POV on the situation from their perspective. What would you do in that situation if somebody did that to you? That is not the the point. (laughs) You're supposed to be thinking about how they responded to it and why they are responding to it in that way, I suppose is the best way to put it. Not necessarily how you would have reacted if you were experiencing the same thing. Cause some exactly. people care about things, but like I'm thinking of a scenario in specific um, or in particular, cause I had a really close friend. I mean, we're still really close friends um, that I worked with and She was going through a time where she was unable to drive herself to work and stuff like that. So because we lived close together, I was taking her. And um, my boss had asked us to do something to talk about what we contribute to the team and whatnot. And I kind of made a joke about bringing his favorite employee to work or whatever. And I thought it was like a little petty, jokey joke it's fine because she was one of the people that would hold him accountable and stuff like that but mm. she was hot with me like livid and I did not understand <laughs> and I was just like bro it's not that big of a deal because it was like it was a shot at him not at your situation I know like what you're going through and whatnot otherwise I wouldn't be helping you, you know, we're friends. I would never try to make a light of your situation. And she basically was telling me, even though you didn't mean to, you did that. And I was like, Mm -hmm. but we joke about that stuff all the time. So I understand why you're upset. So there was like some back and forth and I truly did not understand. And then I was being validated by our other close friend that like she was tripping because she was blown out of proportion. But then when I started to sit down and think about it and think about her, not how I would respond to it, she is a very proud person and she's very independent. So the fact that she trusted me to do something this small, what I considered small, that was huge for her. She loves driving. She hates having to be in a passenger seat because she's been in like car accidents and stuff like that. She wants to be in control. So the fact that, I made light of the situation really hurt her and yeah. she was inconveniencing herself just so that she didn't have to ride with me to work <laughs> because of how I hurt her. I felt like I was right for maybe a week and then felt like a shitty person until she started talking to me again. So just if you are ever on the, what is the, the, the herder side, not the victim side, the malicious person side, <laughs> Just take a step back (laughs) and evaluate the scenario from their point of view and not yours. (laughs) It was really hard. I'm still, I'm like getting flustered because I'm still upset that I even did that to her. I was being an ass.
0: (laughs) But you know what's good? That you have the self awareness to be able (laughs) to look back and say, Hmm, I was wrong for this. Let me yeah. let me go rectify the situation. Let me go fix it. But let me let me not harp on that. You already I already explained how I feel about self awareness. Um mm-hmm. but with the whole impact versus intent thing, I have <laughs> I have an example. And I'm oh laughing Lord. because if I tell this story, <sighs> the person who it's about might get a little mad, but honestly it's kind of funny. So I'm gonna tell Jesus. it anyway. Um, give me a fake name. Give me, (laughs) let me, give me a fake name that I can use.
1: I said, like, the first name that came to mind was Rupert. (laughs) Actually, the first name that came to mind was the person's name, but Rupert's fine. (laughs) (laughs) Rupert?
0: I'm not saying Rupert.
1: (laughs) It makes it funny. (laughs)
0: Um... Okay, okay. We gonna go with Rupert. Robert? Let's, let's just stick with Rupert. Let's just stick okay.
1: with Rupert.
0: Okay. <sighs> okay, so when when did this all happen? This was in 2020, like, October time frame? It was either end of September, October, beginning of October. Um, there were some people that came down to my home for the weekend because we were celebrating a friend's birthday. It was the few people... That, at the house, and I don't know what type of chaotic energy we were on, but several things broke in my house. Like, people were just so clumsy, and they broke two of my wine glasses, one of my
1: <laughs> bowls, Um This and some is other not stuff. who I thought it was about. <laughs> now I see why Rupert was weird. Okay, keep going. <laughs> so...
0: One day specifically, Rupert breaks my, um. what is it called? The thing that melts like candle waxes or like, what's oh, they're yeah. called wax melts. The, the wax warmers?
1: That,
0: yes, that. It was my wax warmer. I had just got it too. I only had it for like two days. I just got that thing off of Amazon. Mm. The wax warmer was minding its own business. It's sitting on my TV stand. Okay. Rupert <laughs> is standing like beside... The TV stand right next to the the wax the wax warmer. All of a sudden it breaks. We all hear it break. We all see it. Everybody just looks and turns and looks and sees the broken wax warmer on the floor. It was clearly Rupert, but Rupert is just like, um, oh, I don't, I didn't do it. I don't know what happened. I don't know how it broke. I was just standing here, like da-da-da-da-blah, blah, blah. Okay. It's just like emphasizing how she how she didn't mean to break it. And I'm like, okay, this cool, this fine. I know you didn't mean to. Things happen. Material things break all the time. It's not that big of a deal. Yeah. I was fine with it until like Rupert didn't actually apologize for it and kept just uh, harping off the fact that she didn't mean to do it. And she was also trying to blame the wax warmer itself for breaking like, the inanimate objects just fell off the side of the TV stand by itself. Or, like, Casper was somewhere <laughs> in my home and just knocked that shit off. Like, Rupert, <laughs> you clearly broke it.
1: Okay? What, what was that ghost from Paranormal Activity? <laughs> Timmy, Todd, Tommy, whatever. That's what I, I thought of.
0: <laughs> and this, I, like... That it just had I me. Mean, I, I held the grudge for a minute because it's like the audacity It's something so
1: small to me.
0: <laughs> that listen, I that's why I was holding on to it because it was a very small thing, and you couldn't even just say, "Oh, my bad," for knocking this over. Yeah. You were doing everything to ignore accountability and also make up excuses and saying like, "Oh, I didn't mean to do it." You did not even apologize. I had to fuss at you for you to apologize. Mm, okay. We went out to brunch after and me and one of the other uh, friends who was there pointed out how there was still glass on the floor from this thing being broken. And Rupert got mad at us for pointing out that she left broken glass from the broken wax warmer because she ain't clean it up. <laughs> the audacity. The audacity. <laughs> Rupert, if you're listening, I love you. You No, I love you. But you tried me that weekend. You tried me. Okay. I have since let it go before the purpose of this story. Just know you
1: tried me. (laughs) It's about the tendencies. (laughs) I think that, like, again, going back to what we had mentioned earlier, they were just focused on explaining that they weren't trying to be a bad person or is not a bad person. They just, but they never got to the point where they're like, I'm sorry this happened. (laughs) I'm sorry that I caused this. It wasn't my intent, but I recognize how it is annoying or it impacted you. That level of acknowledgement, people don't get to because they want to make sure that you understand that they didn't. They weren't malicious on purpose.
0: (laughs) Obviously, I understand. I know that you didn't mean to break my wax warmer. This shit is still broken and there (laughs) is still glass on my floor. And you are clearly the one that did it. Why are you giving me these very strange excuses? That don't make no
1: sense. (laughs) Okay, an even better example This, this reminds me of a situation between ourselves, like, I think it was freshman year. I had accidentally kicked you in the face because I was being tickled vigorously and I was panicking. This you was came to my year. rescue. Okay, Actually, no, this right. was junior
0: year. This was junior year.
1: Oh, really? In the, no, because we had, it was, we had, you talked about it in a class that we had early on and it was in the replacement suite so I know it had to be like sophomore year but we talked whenever we took Dr. Kundal's um philosophy class about forgiveness or apologies or whatever the fuck it was about <laughs> and I remember like being really embarrassed by that story and feeling really bad because your intent was to help me and I hurt you and it really bothered me. And then the way you would tell the story <laughs> just made it sound like I intentionally kicked you in the face. And I couldn't get past that part because it just made me feel really bad. Like, damn, I didn't mean to hurt you, especially because you were trying to help me. It would make me sad every time you tell the story. But you'd just be like, I know you didn't do it on purpose. <laughs> So it was like in tech, in, intent, intent versus impact. But all I could focus on was like, damn, she really thinks that I tried to kick her in the oh face. Oh my gosh!
0: Okay, <laughs> see this—this uh, this is my frustration with Jamae. Anytime like we have a little situation or disagreement or just when we have a thing, Jamae's focus is always on intention, and she's always like. Tony, the way that you're telling it makes it sound like I did this intentionally or makes it sound like this other person did it intentionally. And every time I'm just like, no, Jame, no, <laughs> I never said you didn't intentionally. I never thought you did it on purpose. I never thought this other person that we might be talking about did it on purpose either. I am simply recounting what happened. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying what me has me happened. Though. If you feel guilty about it that's on you if it sounds to you like it is somehow intentional that sounds like a you problem because I never said Mm -hmm. that it happened on purpose you kicked me in the face I'm just telling a story about how you kicked me in the face and how that shit hurt because your foot connected with my forehead (laughs) Jamae.
1: But when you lead with Jemay kicked me in the face, you leave out significant context. Like I just had you for no fucking reason. Nobody <laughs> ever said
0: that you did. And I still told the whole story of what happened. But that does not change the fact that you indeed kicks me in the face, Jemay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I ain't even do this to with disagree. you. Agreed to disagree. That's fine. I think, and this will bring us into the next point, but the reason I harp on intent is because that's what helps me heal. Understanding that, like, taking myself out of the situation and trying to look at it from the other person's point of view and, like, why they did what they did or they might not have been thinking about me in that scenario, does that rectify or resolve or exude them of the the thing the impact that it caused. No. But it helps me be like, okay, you didn't wake up this morning choose violence and choose to put that direct that violence at me. And it allows me to forgive someone faster. Now, because of that, sometimes I'm on like the other side of the spectrum of holding on to stuff and stuff. I just let go of things way too quickly. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. anyway you don't have to mm-hmm, like it. <laughs> well i'd be okay like we like we said in
0: the first episode you be letting go things too quickly and i hold on to things too much so there's a balance okay somewhere in between us it's the, the thing <laughs> they're gonna learn the right things
1: right because you were right in saying that that is not a you problem, how people are receiving you, communicating how you felt about something. That is correct. <sighs> but that also doesn't give you the right to hold on to that resentment or whatever. And even though that has nothing really to do with them and it's more about you dealing with that, it's mm-hmm. a balance there. I think right. for me, it's, it impacts uh, the level of access that the person has. So if you do something horrible and I only focus on your intent and not the impact, then I'm going to continue to allow you to have a level of access in my life or to me that you should not be able to have because you've shown that you cannot handle having that access <laughs> um, mm-hmm. or proximity to me. So I'm working. I'm working on that. I'm working on that. <laughs> and it's and going to the whole enforcing boundaries and saying hey articulating my feelings about something so I have a bad habit of okay you did something wrong to me you continue to have this access and then it keeps happening keeps happening keeps happening and I don't articulate how it's making me feel then randomly one day I spaz on your ass (laughs) and then you're like in the blue like what the hell i don't understand we've been doing this for x amount of days years time and now you're upset i don't get it (laughs) so for all of those people that don't necessarily hold on to the resentment or the grudge or whatever but you hold on to your emotions and not communicate them to other people (laughs) you are partially responsible at large partially responsible after a certain extent that of the enablement that you allowed them to continue to do that to you
0: yeah it's pretty unfair to hold somebody to an expectation that you never actually communicated because mm-hmm. nobody can read your mind so mm-hmm. you just sitting here mad at this person uh, for something that they did for who knows how long And you never bothered to communicate it. So, like, this person might continue to do it again and again and again. And you just allowing that, then...
1: If you're my friend, you should be able to read my mind. (laughs) (laughs) I know that's not realistic. (laughs) It's not.
0: It's not realistic at all. It's actually ridiculous. And at that point, you have to be able to take responsibility for, you know, your own self and your own communication style or your lack of communication and how you contributed to your feelings getting hurt and your disappointment. Like, yeah, this person messed up, but you also didn't bother to say anything about it. And also just um, another point that I wanna make, you don't, so about, you know, going back to what you were saying about um, allowing people to have access to you, you don't have to allow somebody to have the same level of access in your life that they did prior to whatever um negative situation happened beforehand. Like you don't have to hold on to a grudge, but you can reevaluate whatever happened, like if it's you and another person, why why y'all fell out or why you were mad, you can evaluate that and then see what kind of space they should now hold in your life because your relationship mm-hmm. has now changed. Mm. So maybe they can still exist in your life, but maybe beforehand they were your best friend and now they're just an acquaintance or like somebody that you go to for business related things or stuff like that.
1: I definitely had a scenario (laughs) like that. So yeah, you don't have to like go straight to blocking people. Tony, uh, (laughs) I don't We're go cutting straight them off completely.
0: I don't go straight to blocking people. Okay, there are several steps that happen before that. Okay, you got to you have to get me pretty mad in order for me to just block you. But I do I do detach and like when I'm done, I'm done and when you cut off like you you cut <laughs> off <laughs> like once I decide to delete your number, oh, you dead to me. Oh no. Oh my god. But I I news? I understand that my detachment is unhealthy. And there's been a few situations where I've been able to look back now because, you know, growth and all that. I've been like, okay, are you calm now? Have you been able to let go? Okay, you've let go. All right, maybe you should like unblock this person. But then I looked back and I was like, I can't even unblock them because I don't have their number no more because I deleted it, but.
1: Oh my gosh. See, this is why I love people from a distance. (laughs) It takes me a long time to get to the love from a distance point. But when I finally rip the bandaid off, um, that's my, that's how you know that you haven't necessarily been cut off. If you ever need anything, you know, hit me up, but it's just not going to be, just don't expect a quick response or like I said, the same level of access because you've moved down my priority list. That's all yeah I love you, but and I wish you all the best and I'm gonna do what I can to help you. but that list that we were talking about, where the the priority list you might have been on the okay, I think it was like God, yourself, your partner, your friends or your dependents or whatever then everybody else like you just moved to the everybody else or below the everybody else list. That's all,
0: yeah. So think of this conversation that we're having right now as a precursor to the episode where we talk about relationships and friendships and how those are supposed to change and evolve over time. Mm-hmm. So just just,
1: just keep that in mind, guys. Oh, you got an exclusive. I didn't mean to do that. <laughs> <laughs> so let's get into... Um, how, like, we talked about why what our toxic tricks are and how we navigate everything and why we even hold on to things in the first place. But how do we actually let them go? It's for like, for me, it's oh, this still makes me cringe a little bit. But one of my therapists, I think it was my first therapist, told me that someone can't make me angry, they can't make me feel a certain type of way. I have control over that. And I could not wrap my head around that concept. But as I moved forward in learning about it, I recognized she was right. Like if somebody does something to me, I can choose to get upset or have a different response to it. Like I don't have to go slash their tires because you pissed me off. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I can be like, okay, I see you. I recognize what you did there. I can choose to either, like you do, cut people off, block them, don't talk to them, (laughs) or try to work it out. But that comes in understanding how important that person is to you and if they are worth, that sounds bad, but if they're worth that time and effort to fix it.
0: That's really the major key to adulting and doing it successfully. And we, we talked about it, I think it was the last episode, one of the previous episodes, but understanding that you are only in control of yourself. So mm-hmm. once you get that through your head, you understand that the only thing that you can control is you. You can only control your feelings and how you react to situations and just the things that you can enforce. Life becomes much easier. You just get, you just start to navigate through adulthood better life just becomes more peaceful once that really resonates with you
1: yes and I should also caveat this with saying I think the reason that it was difficult for me to accept was all I heard was you don't have a permission you don't have permission to be upset (laughs) that is not what I am saying You can control your response and your reaction to something. You can definitely be upset. You can be mad. You can be sad and whatever, but you don't have to stay there. Like You can recognize that that is a symptom of what happened, analyze it, figure out what you need to do from it, and move past it instead of dwelling in whatever that emotion is.
0: Yeah. Ooh, and also... I want to make sure I say this, like, correctly. I want to make sure that what what I'm thinking in my head makes sense out loud. But your feelings are always valid. Mm -hmm. Because they're your feelings. Your feelings exist for a reason. But that doesn't mean that somebody else is always at fault for how you feel.
1: Mm. They're never at fault for how you feel. (laughs) They're at fault for whatever they did.
0: (laughs) Well, I'm saying even... Like, there might also be a situation where somebody just did not even do anything wrong. Like, you could be feeling whatever you're feeling because of any internal things that you need to work on. So Mm -hmm. your feelings are always valid, but you need to start with, like, where these feelings are coming from.
1: Got you. Like, are they
0: coming from a person that did something wrong to you? Or is this something internal, and are you projecting and f- trying to find somebody to place blame on
1: mm-hmm.
0: so <laughs> that you so you. that you can in turn feel validated mm-hmm.
1: so just just something to think about. Yeah, that's a whole episode in itself because I feel like that goes straight into relationships <laughs> mm-hmm. but moving right along <laughs> um. We touched on this a little bit, but Tony, I'm not the one to give them advice about this uh enforcing your own boundaries. Could you please tell the people <laughs> for the record how to do that? Yeah. So
0: again, like just every again everything goes back to you being in control of yourself. Your boundaries are for you. Like you can request somebody else to you know, do something. You can request somebody else to follow the boundary that you've set, but boundaries are literally just for you. So if you're not enforcing the boundary, then what What are you doing?
1: I guess not protecting yourself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> for the person who doesn't enforce boundaries like me, because they're afraid that they're going to lose someone. Uh, the. The backside of that is kind of a blessing. If you tell someone that you're not comfortable with something that they're doing and they continue to violate that boundary, that kind of shows you where they at and that they don't respect you. So they probably, even though you might not want to let them go, it goes back to the whole if somebody shows you or tells you who they are, believe them. And if you're not cool with that, leave them where they lay. Love them from a distance. Right.
0: right. So like at some point you have to take accountability for yourself. If you are choosing to stay in a situation or in a relationship with somebody um, who chooses to continue to do something that makes you uncomfortable. Like at that point, like this person is continually disrespecting you. And now you have also disrespected yourself by mm-hmm. violating your own boundary or failing to enforce your own boundary.
1: Oh. <sighs> When you put it like that. (laughs) Yeah.
0: So like the whole process of letting go starts with taking accountability. Mm,
1: Yikes. Yikes. (laughs) And communicating that level of, I guess, accountability and those boundaries. Because that's how you manage expectations for yourself and other people. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. That's the next step in letting go, managing your expectations, which... We already talked about that beginning, but, you know, just reiterating that point of when someone shows you who they are, believe them and you have to manage your expectations based off of that.
1: And situationally, too. Sorry, I just want to throw that in there. It's not just about people. You can think of something going to go some way, but the sooner you accept that it didn't, you can come up with a better plan or a new plan. I don't say better, new, new.
0: Yeah. So don't (laughs) be like me okay <laughs> pay attention to the actions like don't people gonna show you their red flags okay don't ignore the red flags mm. don't 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 sit here pretend like they're yellow flags like oh i can tolerate this this just means proceed with caution no you know that's a red flag you Steve know that's Harvey's- a red flag
1: <laughs> Steve Hardy said something like that. He, he was like talking about how people come to him all of the time wondering like how this person got so bad and whatever. And he was like, just because you've been over here collecting red flags for years, making a damn cape and then turning into Captain Sabo, like that's mm. your problem. Oh, Jesus. I was like, oh no, <laughs> it's me. <laughs> but I guess we probably. <laughs> Ooh, sorry, that really resonated. I guess we probably should have started with this, but asking yourself how you even know you're holding on to something, like how do you even recognize that?
0: So I know (laughs) when I'm holding on to something, and for me, typically, like I'm holding on to stuff against other people. So I'll be holding on to uh, resentment against another person. I know that I'm holding on when I get annoyed anytime somebody mentions them or anytime
1: mm-hmm. I
0: see them, especially on social media. If anytime I see somebody's profile or they pop up in a picture and I just immediately <laughs> immediately get mad or just start feeling negative feelings, then I know I'm holding on. Mm-hmm. And it's like, girl, why, why are you so annoyed by this person simply existing?
1: Oh no. <laughs> not existing. <laughs> Cuz God put them on this green earth to to live, maybe not flourish, but to be here. <laughs> Can't be bad at that. For me, most of mine are situational. So I know that I'm holding on to something when I get extremely overwhelmed. Like something is bothering me because I start to feel flustered and I'm just like, how come my life is falling apart? I don't understand. Mm -hmm. Like my space, if my space is chaotic, that's how I know my life is chaotic. And there's something where I need to pause because if my house is a mess, mm, it's a reflection (laughs) of what the hell is going on.
0: (laughs) Yeah. We, we did mention that too. Um, What did I say? If there's no peace in my If there's no peace in my life, it's going to show in my home that there's no peace.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and definitely pausing and figuring out, okay, I need to reevaluate and reset the situation and look at it from a different point of view because it's impacting my performance or how I'm able to do things and interact with people because I get really short with people. So I guess Mm -hmm. another indicator is... My friends or the people who have to interact with me on a daily basis. Thank God for you all. I apologize that I suck. but I'm I can be difficult. Um <laughs> I have a hot head from my dad and a slick ass mouth from a mom, so it's a wonderful combination, but just not for anybody that's on the receiving end of that. Yeah, uh, and then I guess, Because an indicator is friends and stuff like that. Just want to throw this last point in there. Watch who you tell things to when you're upset. Because you might be able to move past something and let it go. But that other person might continue to bring it up and remind you of it. And articulate how they feel like you shouldn't have moved past it.
0: Oh yeah, that's a big one. Um, especially when you are in, when you're in a romantic relationship, like if you are just going to one of your friends confidants, or whatever, and they're incapable of being unbiased or, um, what's the word objective, because they're only, they're not getting the full context of your relationship, the conversations that you have, like everything that you experience with this person on a daily basis, they're only hearing your side of things when you are mad or when you're in a rage and like they're only receiving the negative a lot of Mm -hmm. times that will already be a very distorted view as well so once you go and make up with your boo thing your friend gonna (laughs) be on the side like um excuse me why (laughs) like really this you y'all good again Mm, i don't approve and then you gonna be like or why are you acting like that? Because of because how you communicated. Yeah. Because yeah. of like how you painted this picture of your relationship and of your significant other. Mm-hmm. So again, that can be in like any type of situation or any type of relationship. But I see it the most with romantic relationships.
1: Yeah. Because you never go and brag about how you he bought your X, Y, Z, and Z. And you went on this trip and did that. And, hmm, 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 hmm. But that one time. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Oh, so, uh, just be mindful, you guys, because I'm definitely dealing with that situation and it's very difficult to um, shift your perspective, especially if you're dealing with your own doubts or whatever in a relationship. Having somebody constantly in your ear talking about, well, that's why you shouldn't have dealt with him in the first place. Ooh. It's not helpful. Oh, It's not helpful. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Okay. I think we've been talking long enough. <laughs> so let's go ahead and wrap this up. Uh, let's give them the cheat codes. So, Jemay, what mm-hmm. you got for us? What's the cheat code for letting go?
1: The sooner that you can accept that change is the only constant the sooner you'll be able to let go and move past things. <laughs> Cause whoo, that is a challenge for me. The, what is that saying? Like the plan um, in making a plan, the it's plan for it to change or something like that. Cause there is no plan.
0: <laughs> um, Let's see. Mine is you can't force people to be what you need them to be. So, again, this goes back to everything that we said about expectations and control. You cannot control other people. You can't expect them to do what you want them to do. People are going to be themselves. They're going to act however they want to act. So just focus on you. Yeah, just focus on you. (laughs) because you are only the main character in your own story
1: right what you can and cannot control
0: right you don't write the narratives for other characters in your life
1: even though that would be a bomb ass feature sending up a prayer tonight about it what we should get one we should get like five in a lifetime i should be able to like send a letter prayer to god and be like this is going to better their life too. Make this person do X.
0: <laughs> yeah, so that's that whole control thing. <laughs> because why are you trying to decide what's best for another person's life? Shh. On that note, we're going to go ahead and put this episode. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. You know the drill. Follow us on Instagram at occasional adult pod and check us out on Spotify and Apple podcasts. Jamie, you got anything else to add? No. No. Okay.
1: <laughs> you didn't have to base me. I'm just upset. That's what I'm dwelling in right now. I'm done.
0: <laughs> okay. Bye guys. Adios.